Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 225, episode 4 of Der Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. Today, we'll be talking about things happening outside of America a little bit, but always in from ignorant-ass American point of view, <laughs> in my case. It is Friday, February 25th, 2022. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Urine in my glass. Just urine in my glass. That is a you're in, you are in my heart. I don't think that's a you'll, you'll be in my heart is the original name. That's courtesy of Radio Giorgio. I just wanted to, you know, it's good to be reminded on this day <laughs> of war and hell around the world that we still live in a country where people drink their own pee to combat a disease that is not combated by drinking your own pee. Uh, anyways, I am thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! Yes, it's Miles Gray. Uh, just completely gobsmacked uh, with all the news. So, and AKA is just just a guy uh, living in hell with everybody else and <laughs> looking at the countless horrors that abound. Mm. Or Hideo Noho, you yeah, know, you just go. to keep it light. So, yeah. Mm. Oh, sorry. This day of war, we, we, I hate to, I hate to like make a joke, but it is National Clam Chowder Day. <laughs> National Chowder. Wait, that's what I was day. referring to. Top. <laughs> what are you, the, the suffering around the world? I was referring to National Clam Chowder Day. Eh? Hey, no specific. Yeah. It's not New England or Manhattan on this day. The clams chowder unite with one no, another no, and celebrate. No. Very non-specific, but. You know, I think that's the the clam chowder lobby's attempt at bringing unity. Well, if we can't take a goddamn lesson from that, you know, I don't know what. I don't know <laughs> what. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, Miles, we're thrilled to be joined uh, by a hilarious and talented podcaster, comedian, writer. He's the founder of the nationally renowned stand-up Institute Chatterbox Comedy Night, one yep. of the hosts of the monthly comedy show Worship. Uh, you can read the Bible with him on his podcast and or YouTube show, Read the Bible With Me. Please welcome Steve Hernandez! You know, you kids don't remember this. I'm a little older than you guys. But, uh, (laughs) you know, now there's clam chowder everywhere. It's accessible pretty much anywhere you go. But I'm telling you, I'm not kidding you. When I was growing up, you had to be down at, at Newport Beach. You had to be at the BJ's by the beach. When there was one, you had to be over at the Ruby's Pier. Or you had to be by the Pirates of Caribbean to get a clam chowder bread bowl. But, yeah. you know, I, I'm, clam chowder has come so far. And uh, so so have we, fellas. I'm really happy to be here. It's been so so long. And, you know, what a day to bring on the sex Bible guy, right? It's the beginning of World <laughs> War Three. That's right. Let's bring Wait. the sex, the polyamorous Bible guy on. And I yeah. think he's going to be able to walk us through all of this stuff. Yeah. And for people who, who think, oh, this was a, just a coincidence. No. We planned, we said, depending yeah. on what happens. We actually coordinated with that. Putin's people. We were like, so what's this thing going down for real? All right. We got to get All right, big bring herd. In the herd. Bring in the Hearn Renator. And what do we need more at a time of war than sex and the Bible? You know? Yeah. So. Just escape it together. I do feel like people fuck a lot during war, right? That's not. No. That's yeah. not just the movies. You're laying it on the line. I'm telling you, I've been, you know. When the yeah. at the start of the pandemic, the war, these intense times, you're really pressing in. I know you two have been in long term relationships. I'm telling you, when we, me and my wife shut the door, we pretended to be strangers and we were just go, we were getting grimy in there, fellas. Uh, she, we, <laughs> that we was tried, today? Yeah, oh, yeah, yesterday, the day oh, before. Okay. I was just, forget that I know your dad well. Okay, forget that time <laughs> that we held each other through your aunt's like battle with cancer. Forget all that. Yeah. Let's pretend we're strangers. Let's yeah. get grimy, and I feel like that's that's the next step to do with, with all of this horror that you know, we're facing in the world today. Right? Yeah. Ugh. I mean, there it is. Hello. All right, Steve, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners what we're talking about today. Uh, we're obviously going to be talking about Russia invading Ukraine and the kind of all-out war that appears to be happening over there. We're going to... Come in with a little good news about gerrymandered maps taking L's back yeah. back here in the U.S. 
And then we'll talk about some really good news. Law and Order is back <laughs> to solve. Wait, was it ever gone? Yeah, bro. It got the original Law and Order got canceled in 2010. Oh, oh, that's wait. But aren't there like uh, there there are multiple Law and Orders though still out there, right? Yeah, okay. for sure. I think so, right? Sure. Like SVU, all that, all that. It's business. SVU. There's the new one where uh, with like Italian mob. I think it's called the Crime Unit or something like that. With mobsters, but this is the original. <laughs> Yo, right? they're still fighting Italian mobsters, Dude, and the... they brought it back. It's the it's Hell a reboot, yeah. and they brought that the that one guy back. I don't. I've never seen one episode of the show, but yeah. I am aware of this. My wife is obsessed. So they brought. I think his name's Stad- Stadler back or whatever. And oh, uh, okay. right. Yeah, it's just straight Italian mob, and it. Uh, I have seen two episodes of that one, and it's actually pretty funny. So it's Stadler from Stadler and Waldorf, right? The, <laughs> the, he's fighting crime. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, I had no idea, by the way, that Law and Order had been canceled in 2010. It does seem like it never left, but they've brought back the original, the ripped from the headlines original, and the first headline they ripped was. It was an interesting one. So we'll talk. It, it, they kind of made up their own, but it's about the murder of Bill Cosby. So, <laughs> yeah, a little fanfic <laughs> in order. there. Anyways, all of that, plenty more, probably mostly that, actually. But before we get to all, all of it, before we get to it all, uh, Steve, we do like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history? I searched Jeff Daniels because I, I, I took my dad to get a col- colonoscopy yesterday. Mm-hmm. And uh, my dad is a recent convert liberal since Trump came into office. My dad uh, hates no one more than uh, Donald Trump since he called Mexicans rapists. And mm-hmm. uh, my dad is obsessed still to this day with Donald Trump. But he's a pretty really? new liberal guy. So right. to him, it's like Joe Biden is still like a good guy. And uh, Donald Trump oh. is still the bad guy. Right. And uh, so my dad's absolutes. Fi- Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, my dad's still mad at Trump, even though he's lost and everything. And so my dad was like, you know what? I saw this really I saw this guy on the stage give a really interesting speech. And uh, this somebody said, why is America great? And this first person said, oh, uh, you know, this thing. And then the second person and then this third guy was like, we're not. And my dad's just telling me about this clip. And then he's like, (laughs) he said, I'll find it for you. He's like, I'll find it for you. I'll send it to you. And he sent it to me. And it was simply. A clip from the newsroom. The newsroom. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know this is Jeff Daniels? <laughs> yeah. So I, I had to Google Jeff Daniels because I was like, "What the?" I had to oh, like. Man. I had to remember the name of the show. So, speaking, so- of, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of colonoscopy, you should have sent back the clip of him from Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. I'm like, "Yo, I have another clip of this guy." <laughs> that's what I honestly, Jack. That's, that's where, where I thought, you thought he was it was going. going. With yeah. This. When you said Absolutely. colonoscopy, I was like, "Were you sending him like the uh, fucking the?" the uh x-lax uh violent shitting scene gif but <laughs> no no it was just i was just I like to like i mean you know i'm like yelling at my dad about stuff and he's going like deaf he was in printing for years and so he's very he's hard of hearing and with the masks it's near impossible so i'm like yelling at him in public and people think i'm like abusing my poor dad <laughs> but uh yeah i mean but you know I'm, i like i said i'd rather have him on this side than the other side i know a lot of people have parents where they're uh, staunch Republicans still. So I'm glad this thing, but I mean, this poor guy. Yeah, he's not. Fellas, if you're a man out there, make sure that you get a lot of friends, that you maintain your male friendships because you're going to get older and you're not going to have any friends. The next thing you know, your, your kid's yelling at you at the VA and uh, everyone's wearing masks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It, the maintaining your friendships thing, that's, that's for real. I feel like that is like a thing like where some of my older male relatives like in my life i'm like how come my how come auntie has all these friends over but there's nobody here well that's what, i mean you know you think it's cool like to be a wife guy you see these guys are just like wife guys and yes it is great to treat your wife with love and respect but uh if you don't have you these male friendships then like my dad I, you know I, I worry about the poor guy my dad goes i think he goes days sometimes without talking to anyone and i'm just mm. like God damn, like what I, I yell. I mean, that's I told him the other day. I was like, you got to get some hobbies, man. You're going to be alive for at least 10 or 15 more years. And you, you can't go <laughs> out like this, man. You poor right. guy. And he's like, I know, I know. I'll, maybe I'll get a job. And I was like, yeah, whatever. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just, hire you, Dad. I, you know, he he was a workaholic his whole life, and then even now he said, "Why do I?" I remember even a couple of years ago, "Why do I need friends? I have you guys, his kids." And I'm like, "Yikes! Give me a break. I, I don't want the responsibility for you all the time. I love you. I can call you once a week and hang out with you every other week, but." Yeah, this poor fucking guy. But, uh, you know, there's hope. <laughs> He's a charming guy. If you guys were to meet him, you guys would love my dude, dad. Dude, it sounds like he needs a podcast. I, it, You know what? My dad is so funny. And if he had the ability to, like, be himself on the thing, but he just clams up. But he is a hilarious guy. He considers himself like a ladies' man still. Oh. Uh, yeah, I mean, and he is a good-looking Mexican guy for, like, being 67. He, like, could probably pull, like, you know, someone 20 years younger, if that's a pulling thing. But right. he is also like, well, like just weird in the head, too. He's very that stuff is very important to him. Every like I swear to you, every other year he'll say, you know, I would never sleep with one of my son's ex-wives or girlfriends. <laughs> and uh, and, I, you know, I, we're just what like a watching a TV God. show. And I'm like, oh, you know, that's good. I didn't think that was I, I didn't know that That's was on not the, even in the plot. Didn't know it was on the table. Uh, nobody's talking about this. And he's just I want you to know that I would never that do that to one of my sons. And I'm like, yeah, thank like, you for that. Dad. Yeah. Wait, hold on. You got opportunities for that. Like, <laughs> I'm, not kissing, I'm not saying nothing. I'm just saying you don't got to worry about me. Even if they're OK, if you are, I which you, you should be your father, you don't need to be. <laughs> this is a real thing he does, too. I wish I was joking about it. <laughs> Just out of nowhere, you're watching like Abbott Elementary, and he's like, yeah. you know, I would never sleep with my kids' ex-wives or girlfriends. You're like, I'm sorry, what? We're yeah, they don't tell like some story from film. a movie. Like, I saw it on this movie, and I just, I think that's a dastardly thing to do. And I was like, okay. Was your dad super <laughs> religious? No, he he only brings up God when it's convenient, whenever my polyamory okay. comes up. But besides that, uh, he's fine. I mean, okay. he he loves God like a Mexican, you know, like just when it comes up on these like right. big like big like things, yeah, yeah. All right, fellas, if you if you need a friend, I mean, it sounds like Steve's dad, wild ride, charming motherfucker. Just keep your keep your wives or uh, significant <laughs> others close. Yeah, if and, you're not uh, his sons, I would be concerned, okay? Because <laughs> right. only our girls are off limits. The rest right. of you guys, forget about it. Yeah. I want a thing where it's like I. Even though this is I'm this is my stoner brand, I'm like I'd watch a show where your dad is in someone's ear on a Tinder date and just navigating. You do not want to hear this guy's opinions on. I women, know. Right? I'm just saying. I just it's it's my favorite kind of content is someone with an earwig in getting fed lines and with an older ladies man. I can only imagine some of those takes. We do talk about sex sometimes. That uh, he'll he's still he's so old school he still thinks like good sex is the longer you have it so it's like <laughs> oh no dad he's like yeah one time going about an hour and a half i was like just i was like that woman had a, a uti woman. dad yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well they're you know speaking of people aging people who need things to do some, some have suggested putin is He's facing his eventual demise and choosing to uh, invade countries to make himself feel alive again. Yeah. I think mainly that's been suggested by us on this podcast, but just a, just a theory we're throwing out there. Yeah. What is, uh, what's something you think is overrated, Steve? Uh, I think Disneyland is overrated. Hmm. I know. I know. Uh, I don't know. Was just there? I was just there. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, were you just there, fam? <laughs> uh, and it continues to be overrated, okay? Right, sure, sure. I, I, I've always hated that place. If anybody grew up poor going to Disneyland, uh, it's like one of the worst. It's great that we got in, sure. But yeah. I just have so many, going back there, I have so many, like, bad memories and, like, real, like, deep down, like, hurts and stuff. But I just remember, like, eating a sandwich. You used to, you have, you used to have to leave the park and you would like have to eat your food like by the car. I just right. remember eating like a wet sandwich and looking like some rich family slamming hot dogs with the souvenirs and stuff. Right, I just right. feel like they're always taking advantage of you. They're always trying to squeeze every bit of money off of you. Jack, I bet you take your family there. I, I bet you you're dropping, and this is no joke, you're probably dropping $1,500 if you were to take their family there for one yeah, day. Yeah, that That's sounds about right. I have not taken them. Yes, uh, you got to wait till they're a, a little older. Yeah. No, until they appreciate. No, he said it. until the kids deserve it, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I say I, I do the uh, Tom Hanks and Saving Private Ryan. I say earn this. Earn. I take them all the way there, and then I say, "No, nah, you got to earn it." 
Wait, and you're dying from a gunshot wound after yeah, for some reason, your handgun at a tank? I feel like it just, like, adds impact to the statement <laughs> if I pretend like I'm... And then your kid ages 50 years before your eyes looking at you like Matt Damon did? Hey, you by, know, it takes the, what it takes. By the haunted mansion. <laughs> no, at the, the, the singing bears that just by that. Okay. Mr. O'Brien? Yeah. That was my dad. <laughs> uh, uh, no, so, but we did go recently. Julia was like, "My mom wants to go for a birthday," and I was like, "Absolutely not." And she's like, "They're paying for everything." I said, "When Absolutely. do we go? Let's Sign me do up. it." Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah! Did you see was, any of the new shit? Uh, I went on the new Star Wars. Right? I mean, it's bad. The whole thing's bad. I, yeah. would, the, the thing that is, um, it was fun, but you know we're we're men now so the idea of waiting for 75 minutes for like a three minute ride and we did a couple of those like back to back it's just like what what are we doing and her parents are you know like 67 they're great shape good looking older people uh and then her sister you know i got this beautiful white family and me and uh we're just like standing in line for 75 minutes in a row for uh, the cars ride I was like, oh. give me a break. The saddest thing, though. The former is- Autopia? <laughs> yeah. The oh, car side no. was kind of cool, but I mean, we didn't have any kids with us either. So it's one thing if you're taking kids, you're living through them. And that, I think, is what was heartbreaking, too, because you see all these families, like a lot of working class families and whatever, and you know they're just trying to be good, like good parents, taking their kids to experience this thing. But it's so wrapped in like capitalism and buying things that mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, this is our idea of tradition is we're just going to get wrapped in this thing where we all keep getting taken advantage of generation right. after generation. Right. Yeah. Go and uh, buy the useless plastic items that you'll never use again. I saw a cholo yelling at his toddler. You don't want to see a cholo yelling at his toddler at Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> well, over what? What the toddler do? Come on. The toddler was like talking back to him. The toddler oh, was like well. yelling at him. The toddler <laughs> was yelling at him. He goes, no, you broke it or something. The toddler yeah. was literally in the, and the cholo was like, no, you broke it. And like, yeah. And I was like, this poor cholo. Like, what is the cholo doing saving up for this? And he's yelling at his toddler. And the wife said like, go, get away from to the dad. Like, go walk over there. And I saw mm. the dad get a sugar-free monster. How sad is that? <laughs> poor cholo. He just stood in line. I, I mean, I was just waiting in this thing, and I watched him get a sugar-free monster. Cholo pounding a sugar-free monster, working his ass off to take his family just to be berated by his toddler. I went to that haunted mansion. It's not scary. I don't even know if it was ever. <laughs> I don't know if it was ever scary, guys. I was going to say, but, I don't think that's contested, really. Well, yeah, we're from, you know, I'm from an abused home. Long pictures are not scary to me. You know what's scary? My mom getting back with my dad when I was little. That was frightening, <laughs> fellas. You know what's scary, fellas? Uh, the time my dad lost his wallet. That was scary. <laughs> but let's capture that in a haunted oh, mansion, man. huh? And insisted he knew where it went. And oh, it, man, spoiler alert, it wasn't. A, that, that theory was, I was false. Eight, you know, that was near 35 years ago, and I'm not forgetting that one. Haunted mm. by it, if you will. Yeah. What is, yeah. Uh, what's something you think is underrated? Are you guys A-list members? At oh, AMC? Yeah, no. It's like the fourth time this shit came up this week. No, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I've I haven't been to a theater since pre pre Panda River. Well, get your get your sturdy mask. You still haven't been to the movies? No, you don't like movies that much. I yeah, that's that that would track. I mean, I don't like going. I my love of going to the movie theater died in 2010. Around there, I realized like when I started like working. It's oh, weird. interesting. And now well, I'll, I'll watch it at home though. Like I'll take movies in at home, but. The theater experience, I think, you know, also happened is I used to get free parking passes to City Walk because I grew up in North Hollywood, like in like this, like one mile, ra- like this radius where Universal would send you free parking passes. So in, th- in those days, I'd always be like, I'm there, I'm there, I'm there. <laughs> that dialed back. I got crushed by working life and then, yeah, it became more about weed and staying at home. <laughs> uh, I love the A-list. I've got a group of people used to have a movie podcast and we developed like a movie club out of it. But if you're an A-list member, it's something where it's 20 it's 24.99 a month from AMC. There's various AMCs around our area and uh, you can go 3 times a week and it's something 25 bucks is like the cost of two tickets basically, but it's something in the crew where you just say, "You know, I feel like doing that and I'll go." I have a Vespa now. And oh. uh, I can go to the Grove without paying for parking. Oh shit! And, okay. And uh, and Universal, it's only five dollars with this thing. 
So you'll catch me. Catch me with my girl at City Walk, you know? Wait, you're going to Vespa to City Walk? I won't Vespa to City Walk. I was going to say. It, it feels too yeah, crazy. Like, but I do go on the freeway with it and stuff. I just, I haven't Vespa to City Walk yet, sure. I should say. But wow. uh, do you guys share the 25, like, do you share a membership? Or is no, that... we, no, we each have a membership. Okay. You, you could reserve on, tickets together. Jack. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> well, I don't know. It's not like you can you get know, like, like a soda and share the soda. <laughs> right. <laughs> we each have to have the ticket. But uh, I go with different people. I have a bunch of people I go with all the time. And you'll just say, hey, let's go tonight at 10 o'clock after the die down of everything. You know, luckily, we don't have kids yet. That's going to end shortly, pretty soon. I can feel you. I could feel feel her, you know, Lord, she shakes her fist at me. She wants this baby soon. So that's going to be ending soon. But me and my girl will go to City Walk on a Monday night. Miles, do you yeah. remember what a fucking do you remember what a treat like City Walk used to be when you're 19 years old? Like oh, what a date destination. Yeah. Oh, and now yeah. me and my girl go there on a Tuesday night, 10 o'clock. We don't have to pay for the ticket. Uh, we'll buy some concessions. I'm just looking at her beautiful eyes and. You know, everything is romantic. Right. And, yeah. and full disclosure, you're you're not sponsored by AMC because people are gonna think we're running a psyop on every, every, <laughs> this, every couple of days. It's like, you know, it's great. AMC, man. Oh, so other people, other people have brought this up and they're underrated or something. People keep talking about it. Yeah, people have mentioned it for in sure. In conjunction with that, or like movie, pa- we talked about movie pass, and then someone brought up Jaquise brought up he, his love for movie pass or a list, but. Yeah, I I get it. It's it's like the movie pass that actually works and you can Yeah, and it's not going away. Yeah, it's not right. going away. So movie pass we all knew that was going away. Yeah. But but this thing's not going anywhere and like I said, it's great to be in the movies. When we we're in the middle of lockdown and stuff, I remember thinking, man, I would do anything to be at a movie right now. And so oh, wow. I I love this. It's affordable. I don't drink. I have nothing else but movies <laughs> and food. Yeah. Uh, and, and so uh, I absolutely love it, and I recommend everyone to get it. And then you can go see a movie with me for free, essentially. Oh, yeah. Also, <laughs> and you can get that Coca Cola freestyle machine. You know, they I mean? do. They do have the freestyle. I'm. I'm a. Did you call uh, it the COVID Cola freestyle? <laughs> I think that was a slip. Because you do. You do start thinking about. COVID when you're up there and there's just like you're you know, like uh, residue from the past twenty people. I don't know, that guy <laughs> was just licking it to get the flavor <laughs> off the little button. It's probably fine. Yeah. Do you know there was a time though when they first opened up the movies where you couldn't get your own drink? So for like maybe six oh, months, right. so, there was like a worker there and you had to tell them on the freestyle what you wanted. <laughs> uh, give me a break. Yeah, no uh, way. Let me get a <laughs> let me get a peach ginger ale. What was that? <laughs> get a, let me get a peach ginger ale. Yo, I it's fucking pe- want a peach <laughs> ginger ale. <laughs> no, I just uh, for just regular then, man. Yeah, yeah, you just felt bad like anything that wasn't like a regular drink. Like you're like Oh yeah, get I get th- nasty with that thing. <laughs> I like to do a Coke Zero and then ruin any calorie saving by put just loading it up with cherry syrup. And <laughs> there, there you go. There oh, you go. Man. Now we're Wait, talking. They don't have that. diet cherry stuff. Coke. They do have diet cherry Coke. They, they have, have diet, diet cherry Coke. That's what. That's not what I'm getting, Miles. I'm going oh. to the. I'm going to the Coke Zero, <laughs> and then I am wow. adding the cherry syrup, and it uh, adds a little kick. Okay. Yeah. P dog of the freestyle machine. You know, sprinkle a little bit of that stuff in there. For people outside LA who don't know what Universal City Walk is, it's like a it's a combination mall theme park, right? Like it feels yeah. like And uh, when it opened, it had like weird references. Like there was a, a store that kind of like was a nod to Back to the Future, but then became the Billabong store. There was like there like Panasonic just had a like an absolutely useless storefront to show off like the three DO gaming system, but you couldn't buy shit in there. I remember I was like, "Yo, this place is fucking weird." It is the church of capitalism. Like they have all the like big theme chain restaurants. I, I went recently for the first time. Got a got some Taco Bell, but it was like a really nice Taco Bell experience. It's a nice talk. It's very yeah. nice Taco Bell. You end up paying about. I figured out about a fifty, maybe a dollar more per item. Oh, right. but, yeah, but but they the most really of Taco Bell. Felt yeah, like John they, Daly out here. It looks nice though. I mean, yeah. like the real <laughs> fat, soft taco. Uh, it looks like the pictures, but you you do pay a premium for it. But you yeah, know, for, for when you're at City Walk, you spare no expense. And if you have an A list, it's virtually free. Oh, Everything's boy. virtually free. <laughs> you're an A list member. <laughs> Um, All right, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about Ukraine. 
Wait, hold on. Steve's wearing a disguise. Rip it off. It's Nicole Kidman. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I'm telling Yo, you, how weird is that? All right, before we go to break, we do have to talk about that. Which now it plays before every movie. She is not watching any of those movies in, no. with the amount of rapture that she's portraying. She's a good actor, but it is just such a strange. It's too highbrow. Right. It's highbrow mixed with like she's watching Creed 2. They, right. Yeah, they change out the movies that she's watching, and the newest one she's watched, it's Spider Man Multiverse. And I always, in my head, I'm always picturing going, wow, a black Spider-Man. <laughs> that's, oh, that's wild. Oh, this really is an upside-down Spider-Verse. <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> she, Somebody, a reporter told her, did you see this thing going around where a reporter told her that uh, the Nicole Kidman commercial is like caught on and like people on the internet love it. And she said, is that real? And they're like, yes, it's actually a pretty big thing. And she said, you got to admit, the movies are pretty magical, though. Right? Oh. <laughs> oh, I love it. Being on brand. So I like that better, actually, that it's not like this forced together thing where they're just like yeah. trying to do a highbrow thing and then replace like the because it feels like what, like one of those Oscar like, you know, coming back from the commercial of the Oscars where mm -hmm. Nicole Kidman's like watching Sound of Music and like, and, like these like cinematic classics, uh, <laughs> but they just like replaced it with whatever the latest box office hits are. But I like it better that she is the auteur behind it. And she's yeah. just like really that basic and just really is like movies, though. Am I right? right. Like, that's why I'm into them. She did in the article. She goes, heartbreak really does feel good in a place like that. Right. You know, in the oh. movies. <laughs> she's like, sometimes you just go to the movies to cry. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, you thought that was written for me? Hell no. <laughs> I remember when I saw Joe Dirt for the first time. <laughs> Inconsolable, basically. So tragic. Oh, man. That would <laughs> like, be amazing. She really fucks with every movie. Because <laughs> that's it. That's also like kind of the vibes that Tom Cruise gives off, right? Is he just like fucking loves, loves movies. the movies. Yeah. yeah. So like, you know, there was that thing where he went on... um. Well, some late night show and was like, the movies are great. Am I right? And everyone was like, this is such cynical bullshit. But I, I actually believe him. I believe he's just, like, that's what they first bonded over. Was, oh, yeah. Right? Do you remember like, how stoked he was? Like, he went to the British, like, premiere with the mask to see. What was the Christopher Tenet. Nolan movie? Yeah. Tenet, yeah. And he's just like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> we thought that was all like for show, but that's just him at every movie. He's like <laughs> out here at Despicable Me 3, just like losing his mind. Oh my uh, God, this baby's a boss. It's fucking... <laughs> he's like, wow. wow. Magic yeah. in movie. front of our eyes, folks. <laughs> all right, Nicole, it's him and Nicole Kidman the first date. They're like, Say your favorite movie. Like, <laughs> One, two, three. Batteries not included. <laughs> they both say it at the same time. Yeah. Exactly. He's like, yeah, those little robots and stuff helping them out. Oh. She says batteries not included. He says short circuit. And they're like, oh, that was my second. <laughs> Almost. 80s robo wave. <laughs> 80s robo wave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. All right, this is definitely what I needed uh, after just mainlining news for the past 10 hours. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and talk about the war. And we're back. And, I mean, I don't know how much we need to summarize for people. Putin announced a special military operation. And I think people, most people assumed he was going to go after, you know, limited regions that he had been talking about. And as of Thursday morning, it appears that it's just he's trying to invade all of Ukraine. Yeah. Yeah. And like real, a lot of force, a lot of bombs being dropped, missiles being fired at places that aren't military targets. Yeah. And, you know, this is, this thing's been a long, there's so much tension in that region for so long, and it gets to this point. And on some level, a lot of people are like, okay, well, the logic that 
Putin puts out is that he's tr- he's pushing back against the expansion of NATO, doesn't like the idea of NATO bases and like nuclear arms or any kind of military installations just dotted along the border of Russia. But the, when you also hear the way he talks about Ukraine, it's also you also hear that he has a very much like imperialistic idea of of, you know, cobbling together or reclaiming some identity of like a Russian empire because of the way he talks about, you know, Ukraine doesn't really even have a right to exist, which is not true at all. Um, But that rhetoric sort of shows like the dimensions of sort of what he's sort of going after. And while there's plenty of awful takes on the Internet right now, my goodness, uh, I think the thing that people really need to sort of broadly understand is that, you know, this is a situation where the people of Ukraine are now caught in a power struggle between Russia and their, you know, uh, specifically Putin's desire to reform what was lost when the Soviet Union dissolved, uh, but also NATO and the U.S., because they're one and the same, especially when you think of that NATO was created by the U.S. and Western allies, specifically to fight communism after World War II, that there's also this idea that you know, the NATO is trying to stick up for this idea of human rights and the U.S. is backing that and the sovereignty of borders. And many, many people point out the contradictions there, like the the secretary general of the U.N. Guterres was saying, like, you know, this is completely goes against the U.N. charter. And, you know, when many people point to the fact that, you know, whether that was NATO bombing Yugoslavia in the late 90s or Bush's invasion of Iraq, that idea has not been really respected globally, not by NATO or the U.S. And this is now just putting regular people directly in the line of fire and is going to kick off a terrible humanitarian crisis. And we're just sort of now watching it sort of trickle in in real time in this like really bizarre way where everything's on social media and you're getting, you know, there's loads of like old war clips that are circulating and then ones you actually do see of what's happening on the ground. Right. Old war clips being claimed to be like footage of what's happening right now. Yeah, exactly. And that's just kind of the surreal nature of a of a war being fought in 2022 in the age of like the Internet and social media. But, you know, the right now, it sounds like or most people feel like that all of this is at the moment, Putin needs some kind of optics win to be able to cease any kind of further military action. Now, whether or not he's even interested in seizing that is a completely different question, and I'm not even equipped to begin to speculate on that. But a lot of people have suggested, you know, he needs some guarantee that Ukraine will be someone is going to be neutral, will definitely not be part of NATO. But also in exchange for that, they have to fully retreat and pull their their all of their military infrastructure and manpower out of Ukraine to begin to get any kind of concession like that. But, you know, the last thing that's needed is an military escalation, because the only thing that like it's the people of Ukraine that are going to pay dearly for increased military incursions in that, like in their country. But it's just a very, you know, your my heart goes out to all of these people watching people have to say that, oh, I got to fight for my country or whatever is harrowing. And the flip side of that, too, is that this is happening all over the world. And, you know, we're just in a moment where this part of the world is getting the most attention. But it's yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's difficult. Yeah. Robert Evans uh, and Jake Hanrahan from Coolzo Media were have two interviews with people on the ground in Ukraine, like journalists who have been kind of following this. And, yeah, it, it's just, you know, first of all, the the analysis that was coming from their side, just kind of being a little bit closer to it than me, which would, it would be hard to not be closer to it than me because I am dumb as shit about this sort of thing. But the their theory is that Putin wants to do shock and awe, blitzkrieg type thing, get the Ukrainians to surrender quickly and then get a peace treaty, install his own leader. It's like regime change and occupation being the end goal, which is what a lot of people were afraid of. It's also interesting to like the shock and awe type thing like this feels very much like we're watching another country do what the U.S. did has done many times, but specifically in Iraq. Yeah. You know. And I've and I've seen people, you know, on the Internet talk about the U.S. is does this all the time. 
Right. And and a lot of people are like, you don't start with this whataboutism. It's not a whataboutism. Like yeah, many things are sucks. true at this the same awful. time. Yeah, yeah. You know, the U.S. has a very well-defined history of, you know, yeah. uh, regime change. I'm just hoping very... that seeing it happen, like when it's not the U.S. and not tied up in some massive, like jingoistic, like cultural bombardment campaign that we get at home, what, like seeing it and being like, oh, yeah, that's also what they said. When we launched what were supposed to be precision laser guided missiles, peacekeeping mission, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we will indiscriminately destroy a country. Yeah, but even leading up to this, it does feel like the U.S. media has been pushing for us to go to war. Correct? Oh yeah. I mean the 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 people they have on a, as pundits are like people who were like directly had a hand in, you know, negotiating with the Soviet Union and how to like change their economy are from like think tanks that have had a huge hand in like steering the policy of many other administrations. You're like, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. These people like have a like serious bone to pick with the like with Russia. And that's all they see. And I get that, like, you know, they're in a moment where on paper, most people don't like the idea. They're like, well, yeah, why is this sovereign nation's borders being breached like this and being invaded? That's not good. But on the other side of it, too, you know, whether or not the U.S. is fighting with physical bodies in Ukraine is still feeds the military industrial complex in the form of military aid. Right. Which means here are some explosives. Here are weapon systems that still kind of keeps that machine going. And yeah, there there isn't there aren't many people who are saying like we need to figure out how to avoid at every cost having like blood being spilt in Ukraine, because, again, it's the people there that are going to suffer dearly. It's and that's like that emphasis is not really present, uh, except until the actual war begins. And then they will try and use like images of people being harmed and things to try and increase the saber rattle. Right. Yeah. There There's some wild details just from, you know, people on the ground, like the journalists, Jake Hanrahan was interviewing, you know, woke up, I guess it was Thursday morning. Kiev time and like heard explosions was like looking online was like no this can't be true like opened his window and he could see the highway and it was just like jam-packed with people fleeing the city and had to take a uber to a safer location like with his family like but like fleeing to the countryside and an uber is a pretty wild like image and then he jake had also talked to he had been in Ukraine four days ago and was, uh, you know, working with militia members, documenting what they were going through and how they were preparing. And he was speaking to somebody who, they, you know, they're obviously outnumbered, but he was talking to a militia member who's in a taxi with a gun, like going to fight, like just being in a taxi, like on the on the way to a battle. But yeah, I. The other detail that kind of came out more in the Robert Evans conversation, which is in uh, on his daily show, it could happen here, is he like how politically monolithic Ukraine is, which they, they're like a socialist nation by constitution, because there's like a lot of conversations coming up about like Russia being like they're Nazis and then people pointing out like actually there are more Nazis on the like pro-Russia kind of right wing side of this battle. But it it does seem like the this journalist who is Ukrainian was saying that like they are compared to it, it's hard for somebody in the U.S. to wrap their mind around how like politically monolithic they are as a country. Like their political ele their elections become more personality contests because they all basically are like yeah no we're a socialist country we believe in. Like, same policies. Yeah, the same policies. Near similar policies, yeah. So right. that's how you get a comedian to be uh Right, president. that's how you get <laughs> Ukrainian John Stewart to be their president. But I mean kind of same here, you know. Uh pretty monolithic and that no one wants to help anybody. So Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's some becomes... things we can all agree on. <laughs> yeah. Don't fucking help nobody. All right. Now, you can have this TV star or this <laughs> spooky mummy. <laughs> which do you like <laughs> like oh fuck but yeah it, it's it's also like th this is kicking off so many different things right because a lot of people say where are the people of russia and 
based on what you're seeing on the internet reports, there are a lot of anti-war protests like popping up in Russia, which is would come at a tremendous cost to those people because Putin has since Navalny was arrested and even beyond like dissent isn't treated there kindly. Yeah. For decades, like this is what you prepare. This is why you kill people who criticize your, you know, if you have long term plans to do some shit like this, that is going to be wildly unpopular with people like that's that now all that shit starts making sense that he's a murderous authoritarian dictator, like really helps him do whatever the fuck he wants, I guess. But you have Russian pop stars, Russian movie stars, people speaking out against not critic, not being directly critical, but a lot of the Russian, as you said earlier, Miles, a lot of the Russian people are against this. This is really about one group of men who are insistent on this power move. But I do like the way you framed it, Miles. Putin's not crazy for not wanting NATO and nuclear stuff to to be right uh, next to his country. If someone tried to put nuclear warheads and stuff at the borders of our country, we would be upset as well, right? Yeah, well, yeah, right. And and I think people also aren't really looking at the history of like NATO and NATO expansion because again, for from from his perspective, he's like, "Oh yeah, they 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 all ganged up together to to kind of be an oppositional force at the end of World War II to be like, okay, this is part of the Marshall Plan, we have to stop the spread of communism. Part of that is to create this organization." So there it's like this manifestation of a like a group of countries that are sort of diametrically opposed to you so when you already have that you know under that's what's bubbling under the surface like okay maybe we can get this country in and we'll get this country in they're like they're trying to pull up and that's something that they don't like but again the part of that too is like you know i think the the way we look at a lot of peacekeeping missions that we've gone these excursions before will have like sort of the optics of like helping a group of people, but it's always at an like a larger aim of like Western capitalist powers. Like it's never a purely peacekeeping thing. It's all about expansion of empire, whether but it's whose empire. And now you're getting to the point where they're butting up against each other. And 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 Ukraine has been unfortunately like a a a per, like a country that's just been caught in this tug of war over NATO expansion. And you know, and now it's unfortunately finding itself to be experiencing all the, the the violent fallout from that. Yeah, it's important, I think, to keep in mind, like, I, I don't know if people saw that documentary Winter on Fire. We've talked about it before. We've talked. Evans actually went and interviewed a bunch of the people who were involved in the like auto maiden thing. But the, like, this is where it in. 2013, I think, there was a pro-Russia government backed Ukraine away from the West and economic progress and, like, independence. And, like, the people of the city, like, formed an impromptu, like, like, military fort out of snow and, like, loose panels and scaffolding and shit. They, like, just built a snow fort in the middle of the city and, like, used taxis and personal vehicles to create a cavalry and like fought and died until their president left office. So I do think like there's and then having since that time been at the center of this like slow boil to war, you know, it's awful that it's it's come to this. But it feels like this is the sort of thing they've been preparing for 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 a while. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, I I think most people looking at it are just horrifying like uh oh, yeah. is there a way for it to end and it you know from like what even uh, the president says of of like what they're looking at militarily or like what mi- russia's doing they're like it looks like they're just trying to decapitate the capital to try and you know get get a surrender yep and and see where they go from there now how you know what that what that process ends up looking like i mean who knows and how long this goes for who knows and because i think at the end there's just so many so many moving parts it's it's really just like one of those things like i don't even know what the fuck to say because there's so many things up in the air there the the ukrainian government said that the russian forces had basically taken over control of the old chernobyl reactor and there are a lot of nuclear power plants in the country like what happens with an errant airstrike and are, is there going to be nuclear fallout? Is there going to be 
you know, there's so many fucking layers to this. But I think the most important thing is that people are in solidarity with the people of Ukraine yeah. and are able to accept the the refugee, inevitable refugees that are going to be looking to settle somewhere. So, yeah. Yeah. Europe's usually pretty good about that. So we should be good there. <laughs> I mean, nowhere is really good about it, to be honest. Well, I mean, yeah, some countries have been pretty quick. Like, you know, the, like Ireland was like, hey, just there's no questions asked come through. Other countries, too, have just said, please, just we get it. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. But, you know, I, uh, I think we, there are always varying degrees of empathy when you look at a global crisis based on what the people involved in it look like. Yeah. Of and I think that's why it's really important to also keep in mind that, like, while this is happening, there are many other places where the U.S. is currently having a hand in the destruction of people's lives, too. And it's an absurd notion to think that, like, there's any sort of righteous leg to stand on when talking about human rights. But all that to say, that doesn't dissuade from the fact that the people of Ukraine are suffering. And that's just uh, it's awful. Mm. All right. Let's uh, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And so is Law and Order. Walking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, dude, there, we, we came so close to the actual daily zeitgeist transition that CNN did uh, today. It's like a viral tweet where they were showing like Kiev and like all like these air raid sirens going off. And like it was just like a static shot just to kind of like sort of let people sonically understand like what the vibe is. And then they they do a hard cut to a fucking Applebee's commercial. And you're like, oh, dude, work on a, a better way to sell fucking beer and chicken. But yeah. Hey, man. But that Applebee's commercial. Is it the one that <laughs> appropriated the Cheers song? Um, is there so, one Have you? Oh, you, you didn't watch the Super Bowl. Or maybe the, I don't even think that was the Super Bowl, actually. But there's a there's an Applebee's commercial that. Creates a universe in which Applebee's is the place where everybody, where like your community goes to hang out with one another and everybody knows each other. And it's it's an interesting dystopian vision mm-hmm. of, a, of a weird world where Applebee's won the corporate fast food wars instead of Taco Bell, which is, as we know from Demolition Man, what's going to inevitably happen. One time I was in New York like 20 years ago. And uh, I lost my phone or something like that. And some lady found it and they said, meet me at this McDonald's at some like McDonald's in Brooklyn. And I went to that McDonald's and the whole like the whole neighborhood was there. There was like a neighborhood of like old black men playing cards and kids and families. And I was like, this is what it's all about. (laughs) So to me, when I think of that, uh, I do think there are some place cities where Applebee's is the place. If you recall, yeah. on Friday Night Lights, they met at Applebee's all the time for, like, uh, <laughs> discreet meetings. So I do think there are some cities that value that their Applebee's. Yeah, that was definitely true of my group of friends in, like, freshman year of and sophomore year of uh, high school that we would go to the Applebee's down in Kentucky. And magically, we would never have enough money. It was, it was <laughs> truly like a reverse Jesus miracle where it was like everybody would put in a certain amount and then you would count it up at the end and it would we would not have enough. <laughs> but I, yeah, we used to go Applebee's. to Applebee's uh, late night too when they, for that. They had a pretty good happy hour. And I just don't I don't remember how bad we tipped them. Those poor Applebee workers. Oh, so as, as high schoolers, it must have been pretty bad. Yeah. Right. We could still go in the back and use the cigarette machine to buy cigarettes. So oh, that yeah. was, was that era. That might still be true in Kentucky Applebee's. I don't know. All right. So Lauren, Lauren Order is back. I, I don't know. I think this is like a good case study and why our culture is like littered with reboots and retooling. The The story is that like Dick Wolf has been basically since it was canceled in 2010, trying to get it like re booted or like re just started up again and no one bought it until now but like the the reason 
that he's able to spend 10 years shopping this same show is that he is the creator of Law & Order. So he has clout and money to burn and can just kind of keep sitting on it, whereas most shows just get a single look, basically. Mm -hmm. And then there's also the fact that you know, uh, JM in this piece points out that, like, the, it seems like NBC and, like, net, network TV is trying to just bring the 90s back, like, fully. The, or at least NBC's 90s lineup. There's Law & Order, the recent Peacock reboot of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. NBC just announced their reboot in Quantum Leap. ABC is bringing back NBC's L.A. Law. L.A. Law? That yeah. <laughs> quantum leap i can kind of half wrap my head around I'm, I'm on board for quantum leap that feels like a premise that was a solid b when they when they did it but could could be like a a plus like sci-fi right. if if you nail it sure man but la law man fuck it bring who was even in fucking la law that's one that like i never i think i was just a little too young to... old man hernandez what do you got uh what's his name corbin something He's corbin bernson yeah, he was on L.A. Law. Damn you, old man. Quantum Leap was good. I remember you could watch that with the family. So that's like a good family show. Right. And then, of course, I don't know if you remember the final episode where he meets God. Do you guys remember that? No. I never watched it to like the point where I was fully on board with all the lore. Or at least I knew how it ended. <laughs> I was like, oh, that show's on. The last couple seasons started kind of going a little crazy. They, they started making these movies. I think he was uh, Lee Harvey Oswald at one point. Uh, that They did like a two-hour one of those. Okay. Uh, but then he finally... And he still them. shoots JFK and <laughs> shoots Jackie. <laughs> Takes them both out. Uh, yeah, right after he shoots Jackie in the head, he goes, Oh, boy. It was really great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Was that his catchphrase? Oh, yeah, boy. He it would Whenever he would hop in, at the end of an episode, he would hop into the new thing, and he would, like, you know, he, he would be in a crazy situation, and he'd go, Oh, boy. And then it'd be like, Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Topter. Whoops. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, oh, just uh, L.A. Law had they apparently had a like one of those roles of like launching a ton of careers, kind of how like you people like Law and Order. You'll see like so many people been in Law and Order. L.A. Law it seems like the same thing as Don Cheadle, Jeffrey Tambor, David Schwimmer, uh, James Avery. Shout out Uncle Phil, CCH Pounder, Kevin Spoon. Oh, never mind, Carrie Ann Moss, <laughs> William H Macy. There's been a lot of uh... the Spaceman. <laughs> oh, What's he been up to? Space that guy down and asked me again. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, and that one feels even more impressive because, like, quite, uh, I feel like Law and Order gets gets away with like being named as like launching all these things because they have 40 different guest stars in every episode so like right everybody's been in that i've been in a couple episodes of law and order you know like i'd, I'd believe that sure like anyone who comes from new york and says hey i was actually in an episode of law and order i'm like that <laughs> there's a very high probability that you yeah. were even if you were like a dead body like there sure. are a couple actually there are a couple episodes that are about me but they don't know they're about me so we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> okay. But go I've, only, I've only seen one episode of the SVU. Uh, I was at my mechanics. I was getting an oil change. And I just couldn't <laughs> be believe how much they bring up rape. They just bring it it's... up all the time. I know that's what the show's about. Right. But I, I saying that word like 20 times in an hour. I was just like, I cannot believe how much people love this show. Yeah. Right. That almost became a meme, right? Of like ice tea talking about rape i feel like that was like <laughs> like the, there's almost like a super cut of him saying it. you're like it's something about him saying it and talking about it in the way that tv characters do where you know have to be where the writer has to like feel like they've done something clever and yeah. so like there's like well let's put a button on this description of the horrific act that he's just witnessed but anyways the the other thing like I, I, I've heard big claims made about like culture ended in the '90s and everything. Everything since is just recycled. But I like seeing this story makes me think more that it's just that the way that the culture is going. There are so many more, and like that now there are a thousand places to watch something as opposed to you know forty ma major cable channels and the only way for them to consolidate all those audiences again is by giving them the stuff they once 
loved or at least watched because it was the only option. Like it just like that. That's kind of obvious, but I've just heard more and more people being like the nineties was the end of culture and the peak of culture and every, everything since then. And it's like, no, it was just mm. that like, that was a time when we had fewer options and it's a numbers game. Yeah. And also as someone who wasn't even alive in the nineties, they'd, they'd be like, nah, culture started in some other time. I don't know. It's a, it's a weird thing to say like unequivocally, yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I think my 90s nostalgia or like the reason I like look back at it or even like regress with like the shit that I watch is mostly it's like escapism because I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I literally didn't know how complex shit was back then. Uh, yeah, and exactly. this reminds me of that mindset that I had. And, and you know, a lot of people, as much as we we like to turn to TV and these things to be compelled and for it to be thought provoked, I think most people do watch it because they want the comfort that comes with uh, with just being reassured. And so a reboot stuff like this, it makes complete sense that they're they're betting that people just want to forget about this fucking pandemic and uh, war and uh, terrible economy and all of this bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Back when I could like the cops on TV. Right. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say, on the other hand, reasons why they might not like it is it's just another cop show. And apparently the first episode in order to address the the fact that you know people people have found out that cops are often really awful pieces of shit the the cop partners don't get along anymore oh yeah so Why? anthony anderson is like i'm i'm glad that there are cell phones with cameras because it encourages police accountability and his partner, and this is a quote, says, I speak my mind probably about things I shouldn't speak my mind about, <laughs> but it's just how I'm wired. Oh, fuck off. Yeah, yeah the, new, the new one did that, too, where that, that, that guy who came back, I forget his name. He's the one that all, all the girls like. He's older. He's bald, kind of buff. He was also in that. Maloney? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, like, apologizes for his sins. So part of these new cop shows is they try to, like, acknowledge that the ways in which cops have been bad in the past so that you can see that, oh, you know, they really are trying to be rehabilitated or they're trying. There are really are good cops still. The only good cop is a fat Anthony Anderson. So unless he puts on weight, unless (laughs) he puts on the old Anthony Anderson weight, I don't need him and his huge head and his thin body. Did he drop a bunch of weight? Yes. It's just he's just this thin body and this huge head. Yeah. Yeah, you miss the old Anthony, huh? Um, yeah. Another way they're trying to be relevant to 2022 is giving us a mystery solve involving a mystery to solve involving the murder of Bill Cosby. It's not. It's not like literally Bill Cosby. It's, it's Gil Crosby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think the name is. Let me see here. Oh, Henry King, an incomprehensibly famous singer accused of raping dozens of women. And so he's found murder. He gets out of prison on a technicality. Okay. Similar to Cosby. And then is murdered. And Anthony Anderson closes the cold open by saying, (laughs) and this is, again, a direct quote, every victim deserves respect, even the ones that raped 40 women. (laughs) Wow. That's how how they end the cold open. They just both sides that shit? Don't even say that. Like, oh, wow. All right, Law and Order. What so, happens? They catch him? They catch whoever it, did it? It sounds like they're both sides in it. I agree with you, Miles. But also, I think they're kind of encouraging someone to murder Bill Cosby. <laughs> so, so you could look at it like that, too. Right. Hey, we'll like, still look into the crime, but uh, yeah, we'll look into it. be a lot easier to wrestle with this shit if he was just, you know, I don't know, not here anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know what happens. So that's the thing. And that's always the thing with Law and we'll Order. We'll never you, spoil that. Yeah. We'll never spoil an episode of Law and Order. Yeah. It's never clear if they're gonna catch the bad guy or who the bad guy is or how many bartenders they're gonna have to interview while wiping while they're wiping down the bar. Sliding them a twenty. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I saw him. 
Yeah. I was just about to do, realize I was just about to do John Mulaney's bit on Law and Order. So I'll just stop. But if you haven't seen John Mulaney's bit on the, the, the busyness of these people who are being interviewed by homicide detectives and can't stop doing their job, can't stop unloading the truck while they're being interviewed, uh, worth checking out. I mean, it's a commentary on capitalism. It's like the yeah, worker, this worker can't even stop to help a fellow slain human being. Cause they yeah. gotta, they gotta get these TVs unloaded, pal. I'm sorry, man. I, I hey, I gotta take my break. <laughs> Came that close, to cracking the case. Yeah. Well, Steve, such a pleasure having you on TDZ. Great hanging with you, fellas. Yeah. Where can people uh, find you and follow you? You find me at Big Hearn on Twitter, Hernia on Instagram. Please listen to my podcast and watch it on YouTube. Uh, read the Bible with me with Steve Hernandez where we talk about uh, comedy, sex, and yes, we do read the Bible every week. So that's really fun if you are a former person that grew up in the church. If not, yeah. I don't see why you would have any interest in the Bible. That's me. <laughs> um, well, I think the latest episode was called Sodomy Stuff or just Sodomy! Exclamation point. Yeah, a lot of people, do, we actually are uh, in, we're covering uh, the Sodom and Gomorrah stuff. So nice. uh, a lot of people don't know that story. It's a pretty insane story. And uh, a lot of Christians point to that as an anti why why homosexuality is bad. But it, it, it's really just guys being guys. But we get into that in the newest episode. So yeah, check that out. Yeah. Don't be Lot's wife, y'all. Yeah. Is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? Uh, yeah, I love this Diego Lopez. I don't know if you guys have had him on the show yet. He's a really funny comedian out of New York. He has a podcast called A Little Time Podcast with Micah Bruschi, but he's uh, he's so funny. And uh, this one, as a Polly guy, I really like this one, but he did this last week. Yes, I'm Polly. Polly gonna cry during Paddington 3. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, but yeah, check out the uh, this Diego Lopez. He's really funny. He's a great follow. <laughs> yeah, Paddington Three. There's like apparently it's happening. So that's that's exciting for my kids and Caitlin Durante and yeah. <laughs> film lovers everywhere. But absolutely, Paddington Three should uh, cast Caitlin Durante in in a role. Miles, where can people find you? Follow you. Uh, find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray, and then also 420 Day Fiance, the other pod with Sophia Alexandra talking 90 Day and many reality t TV just trash heaps that we'd love to feast on. Some tweets I like. First one is from Refurbished Hoochie at The Husky tweeted, Classmate, I got six kids and six dogs. Me, not muted. I know it smells crazy in there. <laughs> 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 that's great uh and the other one is from slick at d-l-i-c-j tweeted before my son got glasses we were at something where a guy was speaking and my son asked if it was normal that the guy speaking looked blurry and i said yes that guy is just a blurry guy <laughs> yeah i have that resonates with me <laughs> oh yeah because your kid, kid has uh, glasses has glasses we're having to do uh, so back in my day you just patched the damn eye that uh you could see out of to help strengthen the one that was bad and now they have like eye drops that just keep that eye like your good eye blurry for like a whole week so we're just we're starting to deal with that and, wait uh, that's Oh, but that was a real way you could treat it because I remember seeing like mad like you always see kids with eye patches. Yeah, and like oh, was that kid in a like a, a champagne uncorking accident? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of wild. Like the way that eye laziness or lazy eyes, and I kind of have one that drifts a little bit every once in a while. But like the way it happens is one of your eyes becomes like so so much better than the other one that your brain is just like nah fuck the <laughs> fuck the bad oh, the eye. other eyes like, and, like just kind of turns it off <laughs> and. And you stop relying on it, and then that's when it just like stops really working. And so, right. you know, we're that's what we're we're dealing with is he has bad vision of one eye. So we're trying to get the the bad eye strong again. I, yeah. I, I don't want to get bogged down in the details. I know we're still recording, <laughs> but <laughs> so can he see fine through the the eye after you put the drops in? No. So we <laughs> no, it's, it's fucked up. So so the patch goes over the good eye. That's the thing. 
is oh. and and so the blurriness goes in his good eyes so that he doesn't rely on that so he can't see shit period and then the idea is that oh. like now both of his eyes are blurry it really oh sucks my God. but oh, so it's, it's like, like but the yeah. idea is like you got to put ankle weights on that weak eye exactly <laughs> that's exactly what it is okay and then it'll be you have a 50 inch vertical okay got put it. ankle weights on the your weak leg and eventually it'll it'll pick up and also, you can't use your good leg. <laughs> it's, it's fucked up. It's fucked up. Anyways, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. Tweets I've been enjoying. Petty Religion tweeted, I'd be a terrible therapist because I'd want you to show me a pic of the guy you keep crying about. And that just has to be the hardest thing for a therapist not to be like, all right, let me see. Come on. What, what are we talking about? Or at least not like go Instagram stalk the person you're to try and like figure out. It's like it's always it would always be sad. It's always just some improver or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Like this just, asshole. Would that change the advice you give them? You know? And then Soren Bowie tweeted, imagine actually killing two birds with one stone. It would ruin friendships. You'd tell that story so often. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Footnotes. Where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song that we think you might enjoy. Miles, what song do we think people might enjoy? So, uh, just want to shout out. Uh, we've we've done some Thundercat stuff on here, but there is a Thundercat song that I like because, as someone who's black and Japanese, the idea of a Dragon Ball do rag appeals to me. If only I had the hair to necessitate the wave cap. But uh, this track is called Dragon Ball Do Rag by uh, Thundercat. And again, if you don't know about Thundercat, really fantastic bass player, drummer was is also or his drummer his brother also a phenomenal drummer and back in the day when they were at fairfax high school they used to be like the most feared like jazz ensemble in a school ever where you had basically people who were like professional level musicians in high school uh so all much respect to thundercat but this is dragon ball durag by thundercat was there competitive jazz out here oh yeah wow Oh, yeah. Fairfax High School had, like, one of the best jazz programs, hands down. And you'd be like, dude, the Bruner brothers, because he's called Corey Bruner and his brother's Ron Bruner Jr. And it was like, they, it was like you almost you, there was no point in competing if they were there because you're like, mm. they're going to fucking just blow everyone out. And, you know, you kind of like seeing that kind of stuff when you're younger. Yeah, I thought the All Valley Karate Tournament was far fetched, but <laughs> yeah, had, but for jazz, homie, <laughs> jazz showdown. Yeah. All right. Well, the Daily Zeitgeist, the production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for us this morning. We're back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we will talk to you all then. Bye. Bye. <laughs> 